Hello and welcome to the 16th podcast of Edition VFO. My name is David Kellett and my guest today will be Olaf Bräuning. We will be talking about the artist's latest practice involving paintings and woodcuts that he started in 2019. Olaf Bräuning conceived a series of woodcuts called Imbalance that we are currently showing in our group exhibition called Rebuilding Connections. So we are here with Olaf Freuning yes. at Art Basel 2022. And uh, yeah, I'm in front of your new book that will be released tomorrow. Yes. Uh, first, hello David, nice to see you. Hello. And uh, actually, tomorrow is the book signing. The book came fresh from the press two days ago and was delivered to the gallery. Okay. And to I, von Bartha. Von Bartha, yes, yes. And I carry them around now, they're very heavy, and try to give them to people. So, can you tell us a bit uh, about how this book came along and with whom you did it and what is featured in there? Yes, I, I started painting uh, three years ago and, you know, I just like, it was a, a natural development of like making nicer paintings, getting more, because I wasn't a painter before, so it's, it was a progress and then I think Johnny uh, Yetz, my friend Johnny, said, let's make a book to kind of uh, make it officially a painting. And I thought it's a great idea to just um, really like have like the last three years printed in a book. And I'm very happy with the result. If we would take the current work that you do, you mentioned it since three years, uh, which is more based on uh, painting and printmaking. Um, how does it connect to your previous work? Like I have seen uh, some of your shows and also videos of you expanding the shows like at Kunstmuseum Luzern or NRW Forum in Düsseldorf or is it yeah. in Düsseldorf? In Düsseldorf, so um, where you actually work in a very large scale installation and yeah, often yeah. in films. Um, how would you connect these two uh, to, yeah. to my different audience. realities yes 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 I think you know like one, one thing I think it's really interesting for myself and I would would uh, I don't know why but I mean the, my all what I'm doing doesn't matter what medium I, I use it's the the language my my personal language what holds all the things together so I feel these paintings they could be next to drawings or next to photographs and you would kind of recognize uh, my my personality behind it and yeah that's that's something I, I i was worried about the paintings it's a new thing and but i think they fit very well into the past life i had with art you you were talking in one of the interviews i was watching uh, some days ago about different media and that it's important for you to yet yeah, to have kind of fluid boundaries within media yes um, which then I mean it is still uh, interesting with the new work because it is also a combination of different uh, printmaking um, and painting techniques but it's much more classical than what you have done before yeah, yeah. was it uh, like or w where did it come from because you said at the beginning you were afraid to 
like switch yeah. to the, to I mean I was afraid of painting because painting is such a such a like historical medium and you know a lot of painters they have really an education in it I mean they learn how to paint in art school and they and uh, it's very difficult to start painting when you're 50 years old and um, and I couldn't I could not paint with a white canvas and just just a brush so I had to find another way like to make these paintings happen and I think the woodblock prints and then the idea I was in nature, surrounded by nature, in the forest, you know, and then uh, it doesn't mo motivate me so much to make photographs up there because it's just nature. It's really interesting, but the, my photographs often have people in them and talking about, um, about urban things more than nature. And then I thought, okay, why not using nature to talk about nature? And, and I started to use the, the, the wood blocks and organically kind of it, it grew into this carving the wood blocks and painting them and pressing them on canvas. And maybe that was a lucky, a lucky find. And once I figured that out, it took me maybe two years to, to make it as perfect as I, as I liked it at the end. And uh, now I'm kind of very happy with the progress. Because you said, like, it's, it's something different than classical painting, like, how is your work process? Yeah, good, good. I mean, I have to say, I mean, classical painting is not a reference at all. I mean, it's like most of the painters, they are not classical painters. Yes. Um, but, but for me, it, it, had, it had maybe, it had probably to do with, with the uh, COVID, COVID-2 because I could not work with people anymore, what I usually did with for photographs or other things. And so I had to find something I can do in my studio, kind of my, by myself. And that maybe also like was, was a, a reason why I started to try paint. But um, I, I, I did in my whole career always uh, flirted with painting. I had a lot in my photographs. I would I would paint on people. I would I would use painting in a in a um, not in a direct way. So uh, finally to do it real was for me a nice a nice moment. And you said you were looking out of the window and you were seeing a lot of trees. So you have been living in New York for a long time, and then you moved up so you live in a more rural place yeah. where also your studio is and you live and work in the yeah. same place or how does it yeah i don't know we have, we have a house and i have like two studios one attached to the house what is more an office space and then the painting studio is a is a separate unit just for the paintings it's practically i renovated it it became a painting tool where my wood blocks are in and all the stuff and um, but but you know that the, the the main reason was also like living in nature, thinking more about nature, and then of course, I mean, you have to be would have to be a, a, an ignorant potato when you don't talk about global warming today. So this is also something the last few years people would talk about it, uh, including myself. I um, I started to care about it maybe eight years ago already. Like just you know all these numbers you hear, all that. that um, just that the global warming, how it works and how it looks in future, how the development is. And that's kind of a frightening idea, and especially when you live in nature and, and you're close to nature. And uh, I, I, sh I would say I just developed a more... Would I live in New York City? Probably it's so abstract, you would be far away. But living in nature, it forced me kind of to think more about it and, uh, and, and take it as a... As a 
as a guideline for, for these paintings. And would you consider your work also to be political? Because I mean, also before your work, it is always, um, I would say, it has some irony in it, but it is always also concerned with some real world problems, even though you yeah, try yeah. always to have a positive perspective. How did that also change? Like the the topics or the themes that you were covering because you mentioned global warming now. What was it before also? What was more like uh, capturing uh, your everyday practice? Yeah, I mean, it, it, since I do art, it's always like, you know, I look into the world, I see something I'm interested in. Often there are stuff, things I'm, I'm fascinated by, but there is also like a lot of things I'm annoyed by or worried by, and then I will talk about it. And I always did this. I would just look into the world and digest it and, and spit it out in my own artwork. I think the same here, I, it's, it's the global warming is not something, you know, it, it concerns me like many other people too, but the paintings at the end of the day, uh, I, I'm aware I'm a visual artist, they have to be also visually attractive products. Uh, I think I'm not the kind of artist who would dedicate my whole doing just to deliver a message, even if it's a depressive message, I would rather pack it in something more more um, colorful. Now if we go towards the differences between the paintings and the edition you made with us which was on a machine right. for example and uh, like how where were the differences or where were the similarities in because in both you use wood but certainly one is a, a machinic process yeah, which yeah. is done for, for edition making and the other one is a bodily process which you do by I, yourself. Where were the differences it, and the similarities? There are big differences. I mean, one is a concept, you know, I have a concept, I make a drawing, then together with Tommy, Tommy yes. when we did it, so he would just do it. But when I'm in my studio, I have the wood blocks, like an archive in shelves, the big shelves, these wood blocks, and I can take them out. So I, I say, oh, today I feel I, I use a, a raindrop or I use a cloud, I use a, a, a piece of grass or something, I would take it out and I never cons make a concept of a painting, I just take them out and place them and, and, and then finally a concept come up, comes up and also the colors I choose really uh, in the process doing it. So this is really different to like doing a print with a machine uh, where you have to repeat the same steps to achieve more or less the same product. The, the, the paintings are made out of the moment. And this is the, the beauty, I guess, for me to paint because all my other works been mostly conceptual photographs. You have to plan and then you do it. Mm -hmm. But the painting has so much, a moment in it where so much happens spontaneous. And then at the end of the day, you stand in front of the painting and it could be really good or it could just suck. You just look at it and say, I didn't, it was not the right thing to do. Uh, and and um, so it's different. I enjoy the process very much. And then again, back to the themes and to the topics, because you also said um, in one of your previous interviews and when we talked, uh, from what I remember, that you want your art to be accessible, that there is some universality in understanding uh, certain things. Uh, why is it so important to you and how do you achieve it? Uh, in a way that I would say that you achieve it when I look through your work in the last 15-20 years that uh, people can directly grasp what it's about. Why right. is it so important for you and how, like, 
how do you work on that? Because well, in you know, this language, I mean, David, think about you would talk with me in a like in an ununderstandable language, I would look at you and think, what is he saying, you know? And I think often, why do artists sometimes just choose languages so unapproachable, so arrogant, far away from a reality that people really, you, you practically force people, say, listen, you guy, you just, you better, you better like understand what I'm saying, you better read this four pages before you can decode what I want to say. And this, I always felt that's quite an arrogant way to approach people. Then you can do that yourself and put it in your in your closet. But at that moment, you're public. I feel there are seven billion people on the planet, and I wanna I wanna talk that at least people understand the first approach, and then after that, it can get complicated. Or but just the language. The language has to be for me. That's so personal. It's just like also artworks like this. It's that's my personal preference, of course, but I, I, I do think um, it has something, something honest in it. It's an honest approach, and I like honesty in many ways, rather than it being like, oh, I make myself complicated just to show you I'm complicated. Thank you, Olaf, and thank you all for joining us today. If you are interested in Olaf Bräuning's latest practice, I can recommend the book Paintings by Olaf Bräuning that was released at DCV Publishers and edited by Jani Jetzer. If you are interested in our current exhibition, Rebuilding Connections, or the new series, Imbalance, that Olaf Bräuning conceived for our showcase, please consult our website vfo.ch. We would be happy to welcome you in our premises and if you join us for our next podcast. Thank you.